Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This time we're talking about episode 402 of Instant Star, titled She Drives Me Crazy. So last time in 401, we had a very fun, if not messy, episode, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Now to this, like, fucking downer of an episode. (laughs) And when it wasn't a downer, it was pretty much just like a bore. I... (laughs) It was a steep drop-off from 401. But before I get into the episode itself, I have some corrections, if you will. Some revisions to things I've said in the past. So, in 313, I was guessing that the song Where Does It Hurt was written by Alex, just because it seemed very different from the rest of the songs that season. I learned, though, that she hasn't had like some sort of writing credit on anything since season one her brother one of her brothers uh does write some of the songs i think he wrote like one or two in season two or three so no she didn't write where does it hurt that song was just super good for (laughs) for no apparent reason and then last episode 401 ultraviolet that i love so much i went back through the writing credits, and I saw a name that I didn't recognize for Ultraviolet. So I looked it up. A woman by the name of Shelly, Shelly Pikin, Pekin, P-I-K-E-N, uh, wrote on the song, along with one of the other writers who writes like every song in the series. And so I was like, who is this woman that like ghost wrote <laughs> this pop perfection of a song? So I looked up her history. She is like an esteemed vet. <laughs> she wrote, specifically, she wrote What a Girl Wants by Christina Aguilera. That was like her biggest song. So I think that went like number one back in like 2000 or so. Other people she's written for, you have Britney Spears, Miley Cyrus, Keith Urban, Celine Dion, Brandy, Jesse J, Reba, Cher, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> That's not even like half the list. She's pretty much a legend. <laughs> and she came, she must have like owed someone to favor or something because she came and dropped that piece of perfection on us. Anyway, those corrections aside, something else I wanted to bring up that I don't think I've ever actually talked about before is that starting in season three and also in season four, the N rolled out mini episodes along with the full episodes of Instant Star. So what the minis were, if you weren't familiar with them, is usually it was just like extra content for the episode. So sometimes it would be like a performance in the show. They would show the full length performance or it'd be like some kind of whimsical side plot or an alternate universe type thing. Frankly, I think they're all kind of (laughs) cringy, so I don't really plan on talking about them that much. There is one in particular that I'll talk about when the time is right for it, but that'll be coming like end of the season. 
So with all that out of the way, let me actually get into the episode itself. So this episode, I believe, it's not super clear, but I think this is the first episode of the series, potentially, that doesn't have Jude as part of the A-plot. From what I can tell, based on like screen time, it's really Carmen Speed's A-plot, which is cool, but also like unfortunate maybe that it took this long. So the opening voiceover for Jude, her and Tommy are just in this forest that they like to come to now, apparently, which is probably just the ravine from Degrassi. But they're in this forest, just like playing music, and then they start cuddling, whatever. But Jude is saying, me and Tommy's relationship is the best in the world. We're so private and we don't need... Uh, attention and the spotlight on us. And I mean, like, the realty is that your relationship had to be secret for a while to distract from the weirdness of the age gap between you two. But sure, private moments are so great, of course. (laughs) So the underlying conflict as far as Jude goes. Oh, so I guess I should say, I don't know the clear delineation between Carmen Speed and everyone else, because it's not like a full ensemble-y type episode, but Jude does have quite a bit of screen time. It's just the plot isn't centered around her for once. So I'm just going to talk about things as they happen. So the underlying event for the episode is that it's time for Karma and Speed's like actual (laughs) wedding ceremony, because in 313, they just were in some like, (laughs) uh, what's the word? Like some cheap wedding chapel type place. And so now with the budget of their TV show behind them, they're going to have a big, like for real, for real ceremony. Also, Carmen Speed finally get introduced to the house that they're going to be filming this TV show in. The TV producer guy that I forgot about, (laughs) or forgot his name rather, His name is Thurman. He's like in charge of everything. So he shows them around their big shiny house. He tells them there's cameras and mics everywhere. But you have this one little tiny closet that is your safe zone. There's no way we can like hear or see anything in here. So that's your little sanctuary amongst this big mansion. Speed continues to be adamant that like him and karma don't actually know anything about each other he's still like hesitant about the marriage but still like very much cares about her dare i say loves her and wants this to work out so the episode has various scenes of him trying to get to know her the tv producer guy takes them or he has the idea to take them to karma's house where she grew up and we learn that she lied about her <laughs> about her upbringing. She said that she was raised in like poverty and was completely like like slumming it for all of her life and they pull up to like this really beautiful house in the suburbs. <laughs> we also learn that Karma of course isn't her real name. Her re- her real name is Jennifer Williamson, which is a cute little note. Uh, We eventually meet Speed. His dad is an important businessman 
And you know this because the first time he's on screen, he's carrying two briefcases. (laughs) They didn't know how to portray that he was like a stuffy businessman. So they gave him two briefcases, one in each hand. (laughs) It was just such a funny visual when they were trying to like make a point. So Swede says that his mom is quote unquote gone. He doesn't elaborate on what that means. Did she take off? Did her and Speed's dad get divorced? Did she pass away? No idea. But Speed's dad is an aloof businessman who doesn't want, I guess, anything to do with Speed for whatever reason. So he's just in the scene for like a few minutes. So that is what the episode is leading up to is this big wedding ceremony between Carmen and Speed. So Jude's parts of the episode that get kind of cut in here and there. So Speed picks Jude to be his best man, which is cute, whatever. But Jude keeps bringing up, she talks about this with Tommy and eventually to Speed's face, that karma is just a publicity stunt. She's a mess and their relationship is doomed. She doesn't think it's right. It's not going to last, whatever. And ultimately, the episode draws the parallel that Jude is so adamant that Carmen Speed aren't right for each other. They're not going to work out. Eventually, fast forward a little bit to the wedding. There's a scene where Kyle and Wally are just like sitting talking and they're talking about Tommy and Jude and <laughs> I think it's Wally that's the first one to be like, how long do you think it's going to last? And they say like weeks or months, whatever. Jude overhears this and she gets like so upset. <laughs> the acting in the scene, peace and love to Alex, but was it was so cringy. And Jude like puts her hand over her mouth and is like so mortified that her friends don't think that her and Tommy are going to work. And she even goes... To Tommy after that happens and says, our friends are saying mean things about us. They don't think we're going to work out. And she's like on the verge of tears. And it's so unnecessarily dramatic. It's so cringy. And Tommy does the reasonable thing and just says, who cares? Like, <laughs> Literally, what does it matter? I'm trying to think if I forgot anything else before the wedding happens. So the TV producer guy, Thurman, after he sees Karma's like boring, (laughs) well-to-do suburban family, and then sees Speed and his stuffy businessman dad, he pulls Karma to the side and says like, hey, this is kind of boring. I'm not really feeling it. So can you pick fights or be more dramatic? Because maybe we need to go in a different direction with a different couple. And so Karma starts picking like unnecessary fights she tries to like make fun of speed's shoe choices and makes fun of sadie's hat and all this petty nonsense eventually they get into like a fairly significant fight i guess at the wedding and karma for a brief second the wedding's off because speed lets jude get into his head that this isn't right and karma is this and that and whatever but all's well that ends well the wedding goes off fine. Everything is wonderful. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this episode, even when it tried to be 
dramatic and like raise the stakes of, oh, karma and speed aren't getting married. Like that conflict lasted for like two minutes. <laughs> they had their fight scene and then there was another quick scene and then the wedding started. It's like, okay, whatever. Also in this episode, which didn't bore me per se, but made me irritated is we get some Jamie scenes. Jamie tells Jude that he's leaving G major. Jamie shows up at the wedding because him and Speed, like him and Jude, have grown up together. And so it makes sense for him to be at this wedding. But eventually he gets trashed and like starts fighting this <laughs> random stranger. And like all hell breaks loose and it's just super sad. <laughs> like, every single person at this wedding that's part of the cast that he interacts with is asking him, Jamie, are you okay? Like, how are you doing? There was a fairly funny moment where, like, everyone's asking, are you okay? Because Jude's there with Tommy and they're a PDA all the time. So everyone's asking kind of condescendingly if he's okay. But then Darius sees him and asks, like, in a fairly, like, happy voice, like, normal, like, hey, are you okay? Like, <laughs> the way that you just ask, like, anyone on the street just to be polite, he's like, hey. <laughs> and then... Jamie tries to swing on him and that's when the chain of reaction happens and the fight breaks out. It just sucks to see Jamie going out sad like this. I'm still eh on Jamie as a whole, but in 313 I felt like he did some redeeming. He got a backbone a little bit and then this episode I was like fully off the Jamie sympathy train. <laughs> like for real, for real. Because ultimately, like, what is he so, like, torn up about? And I know the answer to that question that I just posed. But I mean, it's just a different flavor of him, like, being possessive over Jude. <laughs> Even Jamie's plan in 401, he explicitly says that he's just going to wait for Tommy to mess up. And then he's going to be the knight in shining armor, whatever. Like you've admitted to yourself several times now that she loves Tommy and will always pick Tommy. So why do we have to have these scenes of you being so sad, so distraught, getting drunk, <laughs> messy, wasted? It was annoying, frankly, to watch. Because the show devoting all this time to it like makes it feel like he has a substantive argument to act this way and he doesn't i mean <laughs> jude doesn't want to date you that sucks i'm sorry but can we move on <laughs> but that really is the episode that's <laughs> in a nutshell i've covered everything that happens i did have another thing in my notes about uh the karma and speed and jude and tommy parallels so after this fight breaks out where jamie like starts his chain of reactions. Jude, I don't know if I said this yet, but Jude is like the musical entertainment for the wedding. And so she feels a need to give this impromptu speech about... <laughs> and it's so like thrown in because it doesn't mean anything to the people like at the ceremony in the show. But she gives this little speech about, hey, no one has a right 
to talk about the state of Karma and Speed's relationship, the only people that can make that determination are the two people in the relationship. So everyone just mind your business or whatever, like, fake empowered thing she says. <laughs> and she says this after she overheals. She says this after she overhears Kyle and Wally, like, taking bets on how long her relationship with Tommy will last. And so she feels, like, hurt by that and, you know, does her little venting with that speech. It was unclear to me if Jude's character actually, like, understood the irony in everything. Because this whole episode, Jude was very adamant that Carmen Speed are a shitty couple and not going to last. And people think that about her and her relationship. It wasn't super clear if she picked up on the irony, but <laughs> the parallel is clearly there. I just don't know, like, did she get it? Or <laughs> does she really think that her and Tommy have this perfect relationship still? But yeah, that is everything for the episode. With the plot synopses finished, it's time, as usual, for the song and episode ratings. So this episode song, the one that gets performed at the wedding, is titled Deeper. It's okay. <laughs> it is just fine. It's somewhere in between like a ballad and an uptempo song. It's all about love and whatever. <laughs> like, it's... It's not awful. I didn't hate listening to it. I just don't care to listen to it much more. So for me personally, it's a 4 out of 10. The episode, as I've said, not a fan. <laughs> it was, I mean, thankfully the episodes are only 20 minutes, so it wasn't like painful to get through. But it was a slog, honestly. And hardly even any like redeeming little moments to make up for it. But, I mean, Speed is in the episode, and he is the comedic backbone of the show, so. <laughs> so I can't go that low. Even in his few scenes, like, again, his timing is just so good. Like, the scene where they're meeting Karma's family, and he learns that her name is Jennifer, he, like, wants to talk to her in sort of private for a second and he calls <laughs> he calls out to her and is like uh jenny um a word <laughs> his timing is just so on point he makes even difficult things fairly okay to get through but that being said he's not a miracle worker this episode was rough for me it's a three out of ten i can't <laughs> in good faith i can't go higher than that. So with a song rating of 4 out of 10 and an episode rating of 3 out of 10, episode 402, She Drives Me Crazy, gets an average of 3.5. <laughs> that is it for this episode. One more thing to round out the podcast. Obviously, season 4 is the last season of Instant Star. I've been thinking of how... I want the podcast to progress after this, and what's currently on my mind is doing a rewatch slash review of other shows from the end. So I've been looking for 
things like South of Nowhere, The Best Years, uh, Whistler, Beyond the Break were some other ones. I just have to find out where I can watch them <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2021. So tentatively, after I finish Instant Star, I will probably do either a season-by-season breakdown of other The End Shows or just like a full overview of The End Shows and potentially even sprinkle in like current things as well. But I'm still thinking about that. If any of you have suggestions of things you'd like to hear or also can point me in the direction of where I can find The End Shows, that would be super helpful. The easiest way to get in touch with me is at Janae does on Instagram or Twitter. The at is in the description of this episode. So I will get all that figured out. But first things first, we got to finish the series first. We got to finish strong. So hopefully you all will join me on the next episode where we will dive into episode 403. Hope to see you then. And thank you so much for your support.